Michael J. Fox. Life hasn't been easy. Hi. I'm going through changes. His voice is changing. Give me a keg of beer. Is there anything wrong with me? He's got hair on his chest. He stopped being a boy. What do you think about? To get worked up. At last, he's become... Scott? Good evening, my name is Marty Plum and I am your host of a pen and a napkin podcast, the weekly coaching clinic that you can carry around with you in your pocket, but we are forsaking the coaching clinic per se, because we are back in the film room for episode three, and we are back in the uh, feature film side of things, as I've as I've announced here, we're going to do five feature films and we're going to do five documentaries. Uh, by the time you've listened to this, you've already heard Blue Chips, hopefully. Uh, our first documentary was The Bad Boys, and that was done with my daughter Genevieve, and I hope everybody enjoyed that. This week, we are doing the 1985 basketball classic Teen Wolf, starring one and only Michael J. Fox. And when I started thinking about doing a podcast on a mid-80s teenage movie, silly, stupid stuff, I immediately thought of one of my dearest and oldest friends in the world. I just call him Meyer. Some people call him Ryan, RTM, whatever vernacular, whatever you would like to use to describe him. My classmate, my dear friend for almost 40 years, Mr. Ryan Meyer, welcome to a pen and a napkin, Meyer. Thank you, Marty Party. You ready to roll, buddy? I'm ready to roll. I'm yeah. a little concerned about you considering this a feature film. But... <laughs> well, you know, it only was nominated for four Academy Awards. I thought. I, th- I think that's uh, what I researched. I think I think you're on the wrong Wikipedia page. <laughs> uh, so, you know, a little background for 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 people. Uh, like I said. Uh, uh, Meyer came into my life. Uh, we came into Ironically, each other. Ironically, 1985. Right around 1985, yes. So, yeah, it uh, was January of 
was it January of 85? Yeah. Um, so we were in fifth grade, uh, and it was right after Christmas break in fifth grade. And, and uh, you know, when you're in a small town and a new kid moves to town, and, you know, it's obviously big news. So um, we, you know, the first day of Christmas after Christmas break, uh, there's a new kid. And you were in, was it Miss Notaboom's class? Yes. Yes. Uh, so five, I two. Was, what's that? Five two. Five two. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I was in five three, and um, we just you know kind of hit it off immediately. Uh, would you Would you like to tell people about your first day at Sheldon Middle well, School? Well, I thought that's I thought that's possibly where you were going, and I I find it uh, ironic that you say we hit it off the first day because <laughs> the first day I got locked in the bus barn. So. I did not lock my, you in the bus bus barn. Who locked you no, in the bus? But I'm barn? sure you were outside uh, laughing like everybody else. Uh, well, our dear friend Moose, yes. who I'm sure you've talked about before on here, and uh, Brian Landheis. Yes, they were they were being so friendly to me. We were going to play some football. They told me to walk inside and get the football. I walk inside and whammo, there goes the door, and here I am <laughs> in the dark. In the dark. Oh, yes. And it's, so that was my welcome to Sheldon. <laughs> and, and that's how we that's how we treat all our friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, folks, uh, you just have to believe a, us. It's, a few it, tears a few tears later and just know to boom. All is well. <laughs> all is well. It, it's 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 only taken you 36, 37 years to kind of shake it off a little bit, you know. It's, uh no, no. I haven't shaken it off. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh yeah we you know uh, we we we've shaken off many things over the years uh uh spent so many so many hours together we grew up together um you know uh graduated from high school together um been through a lot uh you know when my mom passed away I was there for Meyer when 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 Meyer's dad passed away uh I was there for him I hope um when Moose passed away, uh, we were both there for each other, and uh, just one of my nearest, dearest, closest friends. There's not a thing in the world I wouldn't do for you, Meyer, and so I'm just excited that we're going to be able to do this together. I am, too. Yeah. Is this going to be your first NC-17 episode? <laughs> um, I, I've got the sensor button ready to go right here. I, I found it on the <laughs> laptop. It's 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 F six, I think. You know, um, we're we're gonna figure it out here by the end of it. So, but before we bore people too much, we should probably start talking about the movie. All right. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Teen Wolf, the Michael J. Fox classic, uh, released in 1985. Um, Michael J. Fox at the height of his powers, of course. Uh, with uh, Family Ties, and then, of course, Back to the Future had just been released a few months earlier. Um, crazy stuff. I did a little research, Meyer. Uh, they, and I know it's hard to imagine after watching this movie, but it was made for just a little more than a million dollars, which is stunning. And I, I read that, too. Yes, uh, but it made over $80 million, uh, in large part because of the star power of Michael J. Fox and uh, everything that was happening during that time. So um, we kind of joked about it, but uh, I'll just start with you, Meyer. Uh, your, your overall thoughts on the, on the epic basketball classic Teen Wolf? Um, it was rough. 
I <laughs> gotta be honest with you. I forgot I how bad it was too. Yeah, I was thinking back to uh, when you called me to ask if I wanted to do this. I was thinking back how long ago it was that I probably watched it, and I, I was thinking, well, it's probably been about 30, 30 maybe thirty-five years. Mm-hmm. So I did watch it the night that we spoke, mm-hmm. and I thought to myself, thirty-five years maybe isn't long enough. <laughs> Well, I just I watched it today, and I you know uh, again when you're when you when we watched it the first time, which I'm sure we watched it oh. probably together at some point. Uh, yeah, we we thought this was like The Godfather, uh, or or, or well, something. No doubt it. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I know I did, and I and probably every kid that uh, was a bench warmer at the time probably watched this and dreamed that night that they'd wake up with hair all over their body and become a superstar. Right? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Well, who doesn't dream of waking up with hair all over their body? <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, but yeah, I I agree with you. It was it was uh, a, a pretty rough watch, uh, a pretty rough rewatch. Uh, but nonetheless, it it has its cult classic. Um, for sure, you know it, it's it's little things that eh, this is you know just a a cool little movie. Um, there's some funny stuff in it. Um, I think there's some lessons to be learned. I think there's some I think there's some really big basketball lessons that can be learned uh, in this and and uh, you know. But so 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 let's dive into it. I I have a few yeah. questions. I have a few questions for you um, before we get started. How about this on the movie? The some some plot points that I wanted to yeah. talk about. All right. Uh, number one, and and only the folks that are from our hometown can really understand the first question. So I'll get through this one first. The school that they're in does does that not? As I was watching that today, I was like, that reminds me of our old middle school, like the architecture of it and how old it is and beat up and stuff. Yeah, yeah. The rims remind me of the eight foot hoop at the Archer Gym. Yeah, yeah. The one I couldn't because dunk they're, on. They're just mangled. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no wonder you don't win any games. Well, well, I did. I did put in my in in the back basketball realism and accuracy category. I did write down no breakaway rims, um, yes. which which bothered me. It bothered me at the time. It still bothers me today. So, uh, but did you notice how bent they were? Oh yeah, That's what bothered me. I was like, oh my lord. Yeah, old old Rusty Thorne needs to take a little bit of that academic money and start investing in in <laughs> athletics. You know, so <laughs> you know, bad administrator there. So, yeah. um. Another just open-ended question uh, about the plot here. Uh, right now, what is what is Styles doing for a living right now? Like right now in real life? No, like the character oh, Styles. In, in, the, in the character? I think he's a karaoke uh, DJ. Oh. I I was thinking he was a bookie. <laughs> yeah, that could be. That could be. Although he's probably uh-huh. unemployed now because of all the legalized betting, he it's kind of driving him out of business. Yeah, that's true. Trying him out. Yeah, he's probably got an app now, though, so he's probably golden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he, he's good to go. Um, another question: They have early in the movie. They have the the giant kegger. Um, yeah, I was going to talk about that because I was. Okay. I'm a little shocked by that, to be honest with you. How the uh, the drugs? I was like, I don't remember that at all when I watched that back in the day. But yeah, it probably went right over our head as 12, 12 yeah. year olds, you know. So, um, but then, so here's my question: They have the the giant kegger, which is a staple of an '80s team teen comedy. 
But then they go to school the next day. Who has a giant kegger on a Wednesday night? Didn't you? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> not this week. <laughs> well, I'm not talking now. I'm talking back in... <laughs> No, 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 not at all. Um, well, I, uh, yeah, that's, that's, geez, you, you really are diving in deep. I, this. I, I, I broke this down like the Zapruder film, man. I, I, I went, I dove deep. Um, another unanswered question or not unanswered question, but just observation. So Pamela, the, the, the blonde, yeah. she allegedly despises everything but the theater. You know, when she's, you know, uh, she is who she is, the character in the movie. Why, then, if she's this popular and this beautiful and has no time for anybody, why is she at all the games before he changes into the wolf? I I wondered that actually myself. I didn't write that down, but I I wondered that, too, as she sat there unenthused. And I thought, well, what are you even doing there? Yeah, Yeah. these these are really... Really gripping questions, Marty. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, we should probably at this point should we shout out to our our original Teen Wolf, Ryan Wolf, who's probably <laughs> also the only listener of this episode. <laughs> uh, and, <laughs> the the Wolf Man, uh, and we we literally have a classmate named Ryan Wolf. Um, and uh, what yes. up, Wolfie? What's that? I said, "What up, Wolfie?" Yeah, hey, Wolf Man. Uh, last observation that I made. Okay. The the bad guy, Mick, does he ever go to his own school? Well, that's uh, curious, too. I, I was more uh, curious about why he's 40 years old in this film and still in high school. <laughs> well, okay, so what? Uh, and we'll skip ahead here a little bit. I can answer that question for you. Uh, when they're driving to the party, one of my favorite quotes from the movie, they're driving to the party and it's Styles and Lewis and, and Scott, Michael J. Fox. And yep. he's talking about how he's not her boyfriend and they're telling her he is. And he's like, he's old, man. He's he's like 25. And then I think Lewis, uh, the sidekick, says, the only reason he's still in high school is because he did time. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. I should have paid more attention. So I don't know if he got three to five for burglary or something. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he, he he's he's never with his own team. He's never at his own school. He's no. he's, he's you know. So uh, these are just observations I made today while I rewatched it. Well, those were those were uh, very deep yes. observations. Yes. So mine got- were more. Uh- so, what were some of uh, your observations? Watch, what were some yeah, of your when observations? When I watch movies, I, I, I'm, I don't know why, but I always pick out little uh, things that they made mistakes on. Okay, and it just kind of, kind of drives me crazy. Like what? Well, an example: every time they're at the free throw line, their foot's over the line, ah. and I'm like, oh my gosh! And then the sweating. I'm like, what are we playing here? Are we playing in the pool or what? <laughs> Did you, notice, did you notice the sweating? Well, because Rusty, Thor- thought, well, R- R- Rusty Thorne spent all the money on the heating uh, system instead of the, the rims. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the rims suck, but we're all going to be toasty yeah. in the gym. And we're going to get to this, too, the basketball piece. But, oh, my gosh. I mean, the, the dribbling, the, the traveling. Um, 
The wolf has no outside shot. Okay, so everything's a layup or a slam dunk. So, what's your scouting report on the wolf? Like, if you're if you're putting on Coach Meyer and you are the head coach of the Archer Eagles, um, and and you know you got the wolf coming up here, what are you telling your kids? What's what's the scout on the wolf? Ooh. It's easy. You're putting me on the spot. You're acting like I'm a coach or something here. Well, you know. Well, I would say first off, we got to got to make him go left. Oh, yes. He always goes to the right. Yep. Um, I would say we just got to fill the lane because if we fill the lane and he can't get to the rim, he ain't going to make a shot. Mm-hmm. Um, if he jumps over us, just grab his grab him by the hair. <laughs> That's not a foul, right? Is it, Marty? I don't know. It's not. Is it technically body contact? I guess it would be. Yeah. Yeah. It would be. Yeah. Is it if you grab, even if you grab Laker? I, I, you know. I, I don't. I, I, I can't answer that question. I want you at your next coaches meeting. I want you to bring this up and find out if it is a rule. I, I will. I will ask the 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 first official that when we have a game this year. You know, hey, just wandering here. No, not if, when you have a game. For God's sake, they'll think you're crazy. Well, every call go against you. They know that already, so it's all right. Oh. So, um, any anything else you observed? Any other little details? Oh. No, I mean I've got other stuff down the line. Yeah, yeah, I mean, okay. things we can we okay. can chat about again. Okay. Like I said, when I watch movies, I just pick up on little quirky things, and uh, and it was just a rough watch at forty eight years old. But yeah. I got through it. I actually watched it twice. Oh, you did watch it twice? Myself. Yeah, wow. I did. Wow. And the second time, it got a it grew on you. Uh, yeah, it grew it on you. Um, you uh, you know for. Uh, how often you should rewatch it? Uh, I put every two years. Uh, you basically put uh, every thirty-five. Every thirty-five. All right. So uh, yeah, when you initially talked about putting this together, you were talking about the uh, the pod, the rewatchables, and I was thinking this might be one that goes on the pod unwatchables. <laughs> That 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 could that could uh, that could that could fit the bill a little bit. So, um, all right. So, how often should you rewatch it? Uh, once every two years. Meyer says every time Haley's comet rolls around. All right. So, um, favorite scene. Uh, I'll I'll start. Um, I had four scenes that I really liked and enjoyed, and and. Uh, um, First one is uh, I thought it was kind of creative with what they did in in a serious way. Um, the dog whistle scene where he's in the hardware yeah. store, and you know the kids blowing on the dog whistle, and and Scott's the only one that can hear it. And uh, you know I thought, oh, that's kind of a creative twist on stuff. Um, I think um, I, I I like the scene where uh, Styles at the early in the movie. He goes in to try to buy the keg of beer, and uh, the the old guy, uh, the the owner of the liquor store, uh, yeah. turns him down. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, and then, you know, uh, the the final the final game is is so bad it's good. Um, I believe I counted. Um, you know, Mick got called for for well, he eventually fouled out because the final foul was his fifth foul. Uh, which Michael J. Fox had enough time to to talk about that with him uh, when he got his fourth foul. But uh, I counted of the of the five fouls that he had. They showed four of them in the film, 
and all four of those fouls would have gotten him suspended for about half a season at this point. Uh, pretty much four flagrant fouls. Uh, and, and a starting position on the football team. And a starting position. It would have been a, Mick would have been a good tight end, like coming out, little yes. seven-yard outs and going across kind the like Gronk. Yeah, exactly, yes. Um, and then uh, favorite scenes, plural, anything with Coach Finstock is is absolute gold you know far and away my favorite character in the movie is is coach finstock just absolute just golden golden stuff here with him those are my favorite scenes how about you um the credits <laughs> okay how about the 88 minutes before the credits oh, oh sorry uh actually it is it's towards the beginning and it is with finstock and uh he throws the towel in and uh, it's just a little thing. I don't know if you caught that or not. He throws the white towel, and I just I kind of giggled when I seen that. Uh-huh. And just, you know, again, that whole sequence there, which also is part of my best coaching advice, comes out of that uh, little <laughs> sequence between him and the other coach. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, love love the old man, uh, clerk. Uh-huh. He's, uh, that, those whole scenes, they're great. Uh, Styles is my favorite character of it just because he's such a goofball uh-huh. and you know does bring some life to it um other than that my other uh favorite scenes um well one that's that's also my favorite line of course is when uh when the wolf and pam are backstage i like that scene <laughs> okay <laughs> okay uh, uh, other than that, I don't know that I have. Uh, let's see. Think about it here. Yeah. Well, where's your your? Uh... My my favorite stuff was anything with Coach Fenstock. I mean, just yeah. just I mean that's yeah. just that's just it's it's legitimately funny. Um, I think there's a guy, there's a teacher that can remind you of Coach Fenstock in some way, shape, or form. Um, as you watch it, you're like, okay. I remember whomever, and yeah, that kind of reminds me of him. Um, so I, I, I just and I, th- I just thought he was really funny, you know. So uh, that, those yeah. th- those are my favorite. I can't narrow it down to just. I, I would just say anything with Coach Finstock. Okay, all right. I'm going to say anything with Styles then, because yeah, he. I, I did like when uh, Dad came and stepped uh, stepped in and defended the kid. Oh yeah, you know, I, I, I always enjoy that type of stuff. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, I want to talk about that. that. Feel good moment. Yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, worst scene, um, and again, it's not the everything before the credits. You have to be a little bit more specific. <laughs> you have to be a little bit more specific. I'll try, I, I'll try not to be so negative. Okay. Uh, actually, I did. I did write this one down, and again, this goes back to to my observations of little little things when I watch movies, and 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 I'm different than you too. I mean, I watch a movie, and when it's over. Like I, I like space it out. I don't really think about it. I don't. I can't quote it. You know, you, geez, you quote things from every movie, every series. I've whatever. got problems. I know. I've got problems. Well, I but understand. you're not alone. A yeah. lot of people are like that, and I'm yeah. just I'm the polar opposite. So, but my worst scene that I jotted down was when they're riding, they're uh, surfing on top of the the van. Uh huh. And then the wolf goes up and he surfs on top of the van and then he does a handstand up there. Yeah. And obviously they got some gymnasts to do that that scene. But you can see the 
the bars that the gymnast is holding on to to his handstand. Oh, I missed that. I missed I'm that. just like, oh my gosh, come on now. Oh. So just little things like that. And, and like I, I touched on earlier, that you know, the, the, uh, the dribbling, just the things that just kind of drive me a little batty when I'm watching watching shows but that that's what i jotted down as my worst scene yeah i actually i had the car surfing um as kind of like uh, there, there's there's and again it's an 80s movie so there's certain things that were okay in 1985 that are not okay in 2022 you know oh yeah, yeah. um you know the car surfing like we were dumb enough back in the day that when we were cruising the loop that probably somebody tried to do that cruising the loop back in Sheldon back in 1985. We were, well, we, we were at home watching Teen Wolf, but they were probably trying to do it for real. I'm sure. Uh, don't you remember Jagger's wild wagon? Uh, well, there, I mean the uh, things, the things that were done with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Not, not good. Um, the scene, um, where, Statute of limitations is past Marty. So yeah. You can talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, just, 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 you know, <laughs> I'm trying to be professional here, Meyer. I'm trying to be professional. Oh, sorry, yeah, sorry, sorry. Um, sorry, sorry to you two listeners out there. Yeah, <laughs> all two of them. Yes. Uh, um, no, just kidding. I, and I, I'm joking when I say that, Marty. I, I'm extremely proud of what you what you have done here. It's it's really impressive, and uh, I love it when you call me or text me about some of the guests you have coming up. So, I appreciate kudos it, to you, my friend. I Truly. appreciate it. I appreciate it, buddy. Um, Another, like, like you said, we're talking about things that have aged poorly. Uh, the scene where uh, Scott uh, becomes the wolf for the first time with uh, Styles, and uh, you know, um, you know, he, the T-shirt is, you know, obviously you, you wouldn't be wearing that in school today, right? And then, um, you know, the uh, sexual orientation reference, the slang word that they use there, obviously ages very, very poorly in uh, yeah. 2022. Um, you know, so, you know, just again, but again, you, you go backwards in time, like they would never make Animal House today. And and I'm not saying that it's right or wrong. I'm just saying that as a as a fact, because of the political incorrectness and, and the, the positive strides that we've made in, in society in those ways. Um, three other things that I found, you know, awkward. Um, the, the, uh, drama teacher, Kirk, um, I, as I rewatched it, I had flashbacks to a certain music teacher that we had in elementary and junior high school. And not only the physical similarities, but the mannerisms were quite, uh, you know, they, they jumped out at me, I guess a little bit. And again, people from our hometown will only understand that reference. Um, but that was a little bit weird. Um, Boof and Howard playing one-on-one in the driveway. Um, that, was, that was a little strange. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That was, uh, that's funny you brought that one up because as I was watching it, I thought the same thing. And I'm thinking, I don't see my dad doing that with any of our no girl friends no no yeah it it just seemed very yeah yeah yes yes <laughs> bizarre yes yeah, so a, a little bit weird um and then um of course it's not an 80s teen movie without uh, a school dance and yep. uh 
I, I know when I went to the Beaux Arts Ball in 1991 and 1992, the seas parted for me like Moses as, as I strutted into the, the dance circle and invented a dance that everybody is all of a sudden doing. Um, just, just not good. <laughs> just really not good. Um, you know, so those were kind of the worst scenes. Uh, those were the worst scenes for me. So, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, let's jump into the basketball stuff here. Uh, right. Basketball realism slash accuracy. Uh, your grade, Meyer, from A to F. What do you got for me? Because I have thoughts. Uh, I'm gonna give it a. I'm gonna give it a C minus. Um, you know, I agree with you. There's definitely some some parts that you could use from this, mm-hmm. um, but just some of the the other little things I've touched on already. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the traveling, the the dribbling, the uh, the dunking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we had what did we have in high school? Uh, I remember one kid that I don't even think we had anybody in our class that could dunk. No, no. But these guys are dunking left and right. Now, granted, we, we've learned that uh, that um, Mick was 25 years old, so <laughs> yeah. And, and, and he, he, he trained with some... he trained with Ivan Drago, I think, too. So yeah, exactly. That's funny. That's who I thought he looked like in a lot of the scenes too. <laughs> I must I crush you. In the back of my head. Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, maybe Scott was climbing mountains with just a with just a jacket on, you know, and 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 yeah. carrying around uh, <laughs> lumber, you know, that type of thing. So, mm-hmm. um, and then when you you were talking earlier about the you know the final sequence there, you know, the championship game, and you were talking about counting the number of fouls, I, I was trying to figure out how they went from down twenty one to tied. And it seemed like they were trading baskets there for quite a while. Yeah. So no, you're not wrong there. Um, I uh, yeah, I gave it a, a, a D minus uh, for basketball. Yeah, yeah. I'm and and Meyer, this is this is my this is one of my things, man. You know, uh, I'm a basketball coach at heart. I'm a basketball nerd. I gotta see good basketball when I'm watching. If I and and I had forgotten. Is Michael J. Fox the worst basketball player on film in the history of the game? I mean, uh, you know, even the the, the lives, I think they were like, dribble it twice. That's all you're going to dribble is dribble it twice. And look at it while you're dribbling. Exactly. Um, But, yeah, um, like you said, no breakaway rims. Uh, Obviously, pretty... And they and they you know bent up like they just took them off a playground or something like that. Again, oh, we're gonna we're gonna blame the bad administrator Rusty Thorne for that. Um, in the in the game where he turns into the wolf, um, he gets fouled like forty feet away from the basket on the first play of the game, and then he goes and shoots two free throws. It's like that's a common foul, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know that should not happen. So well, there was a there was the other scene where he gets run over by Ivan and uh, by Mick, uh-huh. and they call a foul and they go to the bench and then they come out of the bench and it's a jump ball. Yeah, 
Oh yeah. Little, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. N- not the not the best editing there. No. Um, we talked about the scout on the wolf. Uh, I agree. Force him left. Load up the lane. Make him shoot jump shots. Um, you know, I, I agree with you there. Um, you know, on the very last play of the game, of course, Mick, you know, fouls out. Uh, the the official, he just, you know, who the official even looked at Mick and was like, guy, you're older than me. Um, <laughs> you know. Can you buy me beer after the game? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they should have sent Mick in. <laughs> you know, the, the referee is asking Mick to pick him up something. <laughs> Uh, but uh he goes and stands underneath the basket on the baseline uh, yeah. which you know he's just like okay you know whatever um, and again did you notice the sweating in that scene oh uh, a lot of perspiration oh my, oh my god yeah again blame that one on rusty thorn so it's a right guard yeah in the, in the hair <laughs> exactly um another well kind of basketball related question um but okay if you had a five foot five dunking werewolf in the middle of Nebraska, which, by the way, this is supposed to take place in Nebraska. I've lived in Nebraska for now 20 years, and there's not green trees and green lawns in the middle of Nebraska in basketball season. Trust me, okay? <laughs> but don't you think there'd be a little more national media coverage of a five foot five dunking werewolf in the middle of Nebraska? Uh, don't you oh. think ESPN would have been there? I mean, or something? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. So now, this was pre-social media, so I mean, we have to keep that in mind. So it might have been in paper. <laughs> well, well the, the, it might it might have got on the New York Times, but we, you know, they didn't show that. They just showed the local paper. Yeah, that's true. That is true. But just their little this their little secret there in the middle of Nebraska yeah. with you know again green lawns in January, but that's no 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 details. Um. But, uh, you know, I want to go through uh, kind of Coach Finstock's basketball philosophy. Runs, runs a little pinch post action, throws it to Chubbs at the high post, and they run some handoffs off of that action. They ran that play to death. They think that would be on the scouting report. Um, you know, is, is Chubbs the original stretch five, the, the, the first big man that's stepping out and shooting it from the perimeter? Um, you know, I, I, the number 45... Uh, he was actually the one guy on their team that actually looked like he could legitimately play a little bit of basketball. He, he looked like an athlete. He yeah. did look like an athlete. Um, did you notice that number 33, uh, his name is Court McCown. He, that's the actor's name. He was also in the teenage classic Can't Buy Me Love as well. Oh, yes. Really? Yes. He was the, the guy... Uh, he he was the wine guy uh, that made his own wine and, and can't buy me love and uh, that type of thing. Uh, so that was his character there. So An- uh, another similar love story, kind of a little different though than this. Yes, yes, a little bit, quite a yeah. guy 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 chasing the girl there and here. Booth chasing the guy. Boof. Interesting. Which legitimately okay. So you're talking about how old Mick looked. I, I yes. did some I did some research on this. Do you know how old Boof was when we when they made this movie? I'd say early twenties. Twenty eight. Twenty eight. Yes, yeah. twenty eight years old. So, you know, 
she's dang near collecting social security compared to everybody else, you know? <laughs> she did some time too, probably. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, all right. So basketball, you gave it a C, a minus. I gave it a D minus. Uh, and, and as, as close to an F, uh, I won't, I won't mention which one of our classmates in junior high got an F plus on a project. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's kind of where I was with the basketball realism of our movie here. So, uh, best I gave it a, I gave it a little bit better grade, I think. I mean, I, I agree with you with, you know, what you were talking about. But yeah. we may get into this, but I gave it a little bit better grade just um, due to the storyline. Yeah. Piece of, of how it is realistic. Uh-huh. You know, the ball hog and what happens to the rest of the team. Yeah. When you have that player on the team. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, we'll we'll get into that with the right. with the basketball lessons learned prod uh, part of it. So, coaches are absolutely loving are taking over a new program booklet. As many of you know, I spent two years outside of coaching, and during that time, I hung a note card in my workspace at school that said, "Strip the house down to the studs." I took that time to really rethink and reorganize my thoughts on what it takes to run a transformational program. As I prepared for the possibility of coaching again. I organized these thoughts into this 96-page booklet. How much do I trust this booklet? I used this booklet as I went on interviews to help sell myself and my vision for what my new program would look like. If I'm using it to sell myself, why wouldn't I recommend it to you, my listeners? This booklet will help you look at any part of your program, no matter what stage you're at in your program, and help improve it in some way. It's all yours for only $15, which includes shipping and handling. For more information, email me at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com. Um, best coaching advice. And, and uh, you know, in our previous one, we had Nick Nolte as uh, Pete Bell uh, dispensing coaching advice. Uh, here we have Coach Finstock dispensing coaching advice. They're, they're pretty much equal in their accomplishments in their fictitious realms. Uh, I liked it. I don't know if you noticed this or not. When, when Scott turned in the wolf, into the wolf the first time, he he literally just sat there, no reaction. Everybody else is freaking out. He's just, and I'm like, okay, that, hey, that's the way you got to be, man. You got to be locked in. You got to be locked in and loaded. And no matter what happens out there on the court, if your player turns into a werewolf, no reaction. We don't get too up. We don't get too down. We're locked in there. Um, and and I think that is something we can learn from Coach Fenstock, Meyer. Well, I I like it. Yeah, actually, that's I, that goes outside of coaching that goes to my world too when you're dealing with people yeah keeping that that even keel yeah the 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 art of negotiation by ryan meyer yeah 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 exactly yeah Um, my best coaching advice i noted was um actually was from the dragon's coach to finstock and that was uh when he threw in the towel they went over there and he wanted and the other coach was like, really, you want to quit? And he went off on how he had players trying to get records, et cetera. And then he says, there's a lot to learn from losing. Yeah. And I was like, you know, that's that's something that, and you see it way more than I do, but just, you know, Madison, who's 10, playing mm-hmm. her little sports, uh, it's difficult for her to accept losing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, you know what? We kind of... This is my perception from the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've kind of lost focus of that. You know, I mean, there's everything is about win, 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 win. 
Yeah. And some of these kids, when you go to the games and they lose, you know, they're, they're just crushed and, and it just really defeats them. And it's like, okay, it's okay to lose. Yeah. Yeah. And we got to learn to lose because in life, it's not always going to be cherries, right? Oh, yeah. Well, absolutely. You know, you, it's impossible to win all the time. Um, and those that are in that situation, um, hats off, I guess. You know, if you're Gino Ariyama yeah. and you rattle off 100 and some wins in a row, you know, and all that stuff, or when Wooden had their 88-game winning streak or anything like that, you know. I mean, I get that. Uh, and, I, and, and I agree with you, Meyer. I agree with you. You know, um, I think that sometimes um, we fear failure because we don't know how to handle failure. And I think uh, you need to you need to fail in order to succeed sometimes. And now I think they said in the movie that, you know, they hadn't won a game in like three years. Now that's maybe a little bit too many, uh, you know, a few too many lessons on losing. You know, <laughs> that's if you have, a, if you have... a 91 show in the world football team. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. I, I speak from experience. We learned a lot from losing yeah. that year. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, you know, it's, you know, you could go back and check the record books. It didn't win a game. Your, your senior year, uh, but what'd you learn? I mean, what'd you learn from it, though? How to swear? <laughs> no, you had mastered that long before that. <laughs> Thanks, mom. <laughs> no, but in, in, in all seriousness, I mean, what did that experience teach you to go through a literally a a, a winless season? Well, well, honestly, it probably didn't teach me so much that as we were going through it because we kind of. You know, there's a point where there's too much losing too because you just pretty much give up, yeah, or, or you just accept defeat, and that probably happened more times than not. You know, you're zero and five, and now you're in that sixth game, you're down at halftime, and you pretty much, yeah, here go, here goes another one. But what it probably taught me later in life is, it didn't matter, mm-hmm. it really didn't. Right, looking back at it, 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 it so what we were zero and eight, it actually probably better for me that we went through that losing and, and get used to like you said not always winning but it didn't really change the course of my life that we lost those games and yeah. that's that's what i see so much now like it says there's so much pressure that these kids are feeling sometimes and i i just want to scream and go when you're 40 you're gonna laugh about this Mm-hmm. It's like when we when we do our summer trips. What do I always bring? <laughs> the, I, I bring the, the O and eight football plaque. Yes, you do. Right? Yes, you do. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's just it is. It's funny. Yeah. So yeah. Um, good stuff. Um, uh, best lines, and I've got I've got uh, quite a few of them with within within you know uh, this this masterpiece of a film. Um, there, there are some. And this pers- is where you're gonna. This is where you're gonna excel. I got one. You so. got one. Okay, so give me your give, give me your one line, and then and then we'll, we'll, I'll jump in. The howl from the wolf backstage. Okay. <laughs> okay. That that is pretty funny. That is pretty yes. funny. Yes. Um, quite a few of these are from uh, Coach Finstock. Um, I already mentioned the one from Lewis. The only reason he's still in high school is because he did time. Um, God, I miss that one all together. Yeah, that's... it's it's very you could they're, they're, all three of them are talking at the same time, so you got to kind of listen for it. So, um, you know, uh, 
somebody said something to a, a Coach Finstock uh, the first game, and he said, "Do you see their sneakers? If we had their sneakers, oh, there's no telling what we could do." <laughs> I did like that one. Yeah. Uh, again, uh, again, again. One of those, one of those pieces where, and you you've seen it too. Uh, I, I've seen it with my daughter again, ten years old, and you go to the volleyball game, and there's kids. <laughs> Their folks had to spend two hundred and fifty dollars on their attire. And yeah, oh, yeah. Like, oh my lord. Oh yeah. Oh, I I, I see it with it, like didn't make them better, but dang, they look good. Yeah, I, I see. You know, a lot. You know, obviously basketball is kind of the first real sneaker sport. You know. Yeah. And, and so kids spend a lot of money on sneakers, but then you have like the the armbands and um, oh, yeah. the knee stuff is like, you know, and that was all started by Allen Iverson and you know, 99, 2000, somewhere around there. And he literally started wearing that because he was injured. He had, he had burst a, a bursa sack in his elbow and he kept hitting the floor and he kept hitting his elbow on the floor and it kept re-aggravating the injury. <clears throat> and so they designed that sleeve with the pad on it to help him not re-aggravate that injury. And, Cushion the blow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and it just became, because it was Iverson and, you know, you know, Alan Iverson kind of an underrated, uh, not underrated, a completely no. rated uh, influence on the game of basketball. The 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 quote unquote hip hop side of basketball with the the tattoos, the arm sleeves, the cornrows, uh, just the that you know he was so influential on the game um, that you know. And again, kids are just you know if you asked a ten year old, do you know where arm sleeves came from? Obviously, they wouldn't be able to tell you, you know, because of that stuff. So. Shields. Yeah, shields. Yeah, shields. Yeah. Uh, Amazon. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, some more quotes for you. Um, again, another Coach Finstock one. Um, after the first game, Scott comes in. He tries to quit the team. And he, he walks in. <laughs> Great game, Scotty. You want a wing or a thigh? <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, all right, I'm moving this one back up the list. This this is coming off the unwatchable. Okay, all right. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go down to 25 years. Okay. So when, when we're in the home, we're gonna watch this one together. Sounds good, buddy. Sounds good. Uh, that is a great line. Yes, uh, that is a great line. Uh, last last coach Fenstock one here. Uh, I live by three rules. I get never uh, never get less than 12 hours of sleep. Never play cards with a guy who has the same name as a city. And never hang out with a woman who has a tattoo of a dagger. Uh, you know, so, again, Coach Finstock uh, dispensing tremendous advice. Um, some non-Coach Finstock quotes. Uh, when Scott, you know, the first time that he wolfs out or whatever, and he's talking to his dad to the next morning, I thought this was pretty funny, you know. And, and again, this is kind of like a, a typical teenager, though. Uh I got a bad outside hook shot. I'm allergic to eggs. I got a $6 haircut. I got problems. I don't need this one. You know? Um, and, $6 uh, haircut in 85 might have been a lot uh, for, for rural Iowa. Yeah. For yeah. rural Nebraska. Yeah. You know, uh, you know it, it, it's not quite getting your haircut in the back of the L&K construction, uh, you know, <laughs> storage areas or something like that. <laughs> so. Oh, we paid for those, uh, yes. <laughs> just in different ways. <laughs> um, when, when they're talking about, uh, 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 he's talking to his dad about when he confronted Rusty uh, Thorne uh, with his mom, 
And, you know, was he scared? He goes, scared? He lost control of his bodily functions. Um, And then I don't know if you noticed this or not. The first time he turns into the wolf, uh, Thorn is over there by the bleachers, and he starts sliding behind the bleachers, and he and he covers himself up. You can see him doing that subtly, and then oh, they play oh, back to it oh. later on in the movie. So, uh, yes, and then uh, you only watched this one time. I only watched it one time. Yeah. Oh my gosh! These are, these you must are the, hit the pause button a lot. Uh, these these are the problems I have, Meyer. Yeah. Um, and then probably my favorite one is is when Scott goes in. Uh, to the liquor store uh, to buy the supplies for the social gathering, and, and in the you know in the wolf voice you know, and I'm going to try to do my best here. <laughs> Give me a keg of beer, and, and you know, so you know, that, that just kind of came out of nowhere. Did your eyes turn red while you did that? No, no, they're oh. they're, they're still hazel. So, your your favorite quote out of all of those, Meyer? Uh, the chicken one. Yeah, it's either yeah. got for that one. It's either that for me. It's either that one or the "Give me a keg of beer" line. That, that I thought yeah. that was pretty good. So, um, best storyline within the movie. What did you like the most? What, what was your favorite storyline? Oh, the hopeless romantic. Okay, you know the the booth chasing Scott. Scott oblivious because he was chasing the chasing his dream Mm -hmm. yeah i i I fall for that crap (laughs) (laughs) probably because i lived it right who didn't (laughs) Uh, uh, you know it's the the average guy you know uh, there's always there's always one more but uh yeah you're you're, linda is so lucky to be married to you (laughs) you know you you hold on hold on oh you're recording this right yes yes i am yeah don't don't cut that part out (laughs) (laughs) um i thought the best storyline as i rewatched this and a completely different perspective now um with with two sons that are you know a little bit older than scott is in the movie um I really actually enjoyed the uh, the plot line of Howard, the dad, supporting Scott uh, through yeah. all of this stuff. Um, you know, definitely. You know, and 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 you'll learn this as Madison gets older, and you you know you you had a great relationship with your dad, uh, but you know, just that. You know, it, it's something that I picked up on for kind of honestly. It was like the first time I really picked up on it and really appreciated. Uh, now that I'm in that situation as more of the advisor instead of the advisee, and you want to help your kid, but sometimes you got to let them sort it out, or you're trying to help them, but until they make the right decisions, there's not a whole lot you can do other than try and prod them in the right direction and that type of thing. But you know, obviously, uh, Harold loved his son he wanted what was best for his son like you talked about the scene where he defended his son um Mm -hmm. you know um and and i just you know again just kind of you know especially in the last two or three years as as my as my sons have moved into young adulthood um you know there's there's been a lot of those situations um that we've had to talk through and go through and and advise them as as they start becoming adults and 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 going through that stuff and and so uh for me as i rewatched it you know now again when we watched it for the first time when we were 12 it was all about you know michael uh michael fox and and the the the, the, the funny stuff and the wolf but 
you know, I really, I actually really enjoyed those scenes of watching the interactions between the dad and the son trying to, to work their way through that stuff. Yeah. Good, good point. I, I guess I didn't, I know I, like I said, picked up the scene there at the dance, but, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, which, which yeah, as a parent, very, very fine line, right? Yeah. I mean, regardless of the age, even, even at 10 trying to, to parent, let them find their way, let them make mistakes by, I mean, how else are you going to learn? But then also having to hold back when you see they're about to make that mistake. Mm-hmm. A pen and a napkin university videos are just another way that a pen and a napkin can help you become a better coach. Our university video library is constantly expanding with topics ranging from interviewing for a job to full court defense to 25 universal truths about coaching. Our university videos will help you round out your skill set as a coach and help you hone your craft. Videos are $10 a piece with bundling options available. To order, you can DM me on Twitter, send me an email at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com or order from our website, a pen and a napkin.com. Be sure to check out the a pen and a napkin video library. Uh, basketball lessons learned. Um, I've got, I've got three here, Meyer. I'll lead on this category. Okay. Uh, I, I think, and I guess with two of them are, are pretty, pretty related. Uh, first one is you got to be who you are. Um, you know, Scott, and, and, and again, young adults, when we were this age, we, we would spend a lot, you know, most teenagers spend a hell of a lot more time thinking about what they aren't instead of what they are. And, and Scott was a a really good kid who did things the right way. Um, and he came from a good family. His father was a very good man. Um, you know, Boof would be a, a, a great girlfriend to have, um, you know, and and sometimes the hardest thing that you have in life is just realizing and figuring out who you are and being proud about who you are and finding that thing. And, and that takes a while. And I think that's a, a great lesson. And then when you're talking about basketball lessons, you know, uh, we as coaches, when we're trying to get our kids to buy into roles into our teams, well, there's only going to be one or two kids that on most teams are going to score a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. everybody else is going to do a little of this, little of that. And, and to get them instead of looking at what I could, what I want to be or what mom and dad want me to be with scoring or this or that, mm-hmm. um, you know, this is, this is my value. This is what I'm good at. This is my strengths. And, and this is what I can bring to, to the situation because that's who I am. And I, and I think that's a, that's a big one there for me. So, uh, that's one of them. I'll, I'll, I'll throw it your way. Um, mine is similar and mine was, I was going to use the word confidence. Uh-huh. Um, you know, he's, he's not, he's not confident at all. And then he turns into a wolf. He starts making some baskets or dunks or whatever. He starts to build that confidence. Five foot um, five with a 56 inch vertical. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but just, just his whole, how his whole demeanor changed, uh, his life in school changed just because he was confident Mm -hmm. and, you know, similar to what you're saying with, you know, some of the, the kids nowadays, I think sometimes that confidence isn't there. Um, Sometimes it, it very much is probably parent driven. Mm -hmm. I mean, how many games have you been to 
and and I, I'm just a fan, mm-hmm. but I even watched it. I coached third and fourth grade football years ago, and even back then, you know, a kid would make a mistake and come off the field, and dad's right there in their face telling them what they did wrong. Mm-hmm. And, you know, goes back to that parenting piece we talked about here a little bit ago. What's the kid going to do, you know? It's like you take an egg out of the fridge. If you think to yourself, I can't drop this egg, can't drop this egg, can't drop this egg. Mm-hmm. More times than not, you're dropping that dang egg. If you yeah. just open the fridge and grab the egg, you're not dropping it, right? Yeah. So yeah, just the, the confidence piece there. Yeah. yeah and that's interesting, you know, and, and – I obviously I see I, I've seen a lot of things over a 25 year coaching career, um, you know, and, and I was really I, I'd like to think that I was really conscientious about those things uh, with our kids. Um, I, I and forgive me if I don't get it perfectly, but when our kids when I when we would drop them off for for a practice or a game, we said, okay, what's your four rules? Um, and before the kids could leave the car, they had to rattle off the four rules. And and so I'd say, okay, what's the four rules? And whether it was Michael, Jenny, or Carter, play hard, have fun, be aggressive, listen to your coach. That was that was our four rules with our kids. And yep. I would and then I would say, what's the most Great. important rule? And they would say, have fun. And I'd be like, all right, go. And and uh, you know, I'd like to think, especially when it came to like Carter and his basketball stuff, I was you know, pretty qualified to, to watch the game and think about what should or should not be done out Mm -hmm. there. And, and I just refused to say anything. I, I just, I just, I really didn't say a whole lot and, uh, tried not to say a whole lot around him at home or especially on the car ride home and, and that type of thing. And so I think that, you know, we, you know, again, a lot of coaches are going to be listening to this, Meyer. I think kind of the most important thing is we as coaches is try to educate our parents on how their kids really feel. We have to tell our parents what the kids won't tell their own parents about <clears throat> their experiences. And, you know, here is what not to do. Here is what not to say. Here is the the perspective you should probably be having as your child goes through this experience. And if you really want them to be confident you know, and, and again, a lot of times when parents do those things, they don't mean to do it. Uh, they they don't mean to do it in a malicious way or anything like that. Right. They're they're just doing it out of a place of love because they want their kids to do really well. So yeah, yeah, um, that's that's a that's a tough conversation. So if you're doing that, wow, because you know confronting a parent, especially nowadays, mm-hmm. uh, you never know what you're walking into, right? Yeah, yeah, and and we we try to talk about it like in our preseason meeting. Like I use the example um, when Carter was about ten, about Madison's age, he was playing a basketball game and and he got a ball. He just had a a brain fart and and he took it and put he scored a basket for the other team. Just put it right in, and I, and I and and I yelled out, Carter! And it was like one of the maybe three times I raised my voice in a gym. And, uh, when I was watching my kids play and he looked over at me and he was just mortified. And I'm yeah. like, and I was mortified, you know, uh, 0.5 seconds after I said it. And I use that mm-hmm. example with my parents of, yeah, Hey, I've made this, I've made these mistakes. And I, and I guess now, um, as a, as a seasoned coach, I won't say an older coach, but seasoned, 
you know, I can, I can tell my parents, Hey, look, I've walked a mile in your shoes. I know exactly what it feels like as a parent to go through this situation or that situation. There's not too many things that's going to happen this season that I haven't been through. So I'm conscientious of how you feel as a parent. And you've got to trust me that I understand that when I'm coaching your child. Um, and that seems to work pretty well. I'm not saying it's perfect, but, um, you know, it's, it's worked out pretty well, I guess, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, you were talking well, you about set, you set the stage for him. Yeah, so. try try to anyway. So, you know, you were talking about confidence, but obviously Scott becomes overconfident. Um, uh-huh. And uh, you know, a, another big basketball lesson is is don't let success change you. Um, yeah. You know, as a coach, um, you're as good as your players. You can you can draw up the best play in the world, but if you don't have that Jill or Joe to to finish it uh, at the at the end of the play. Um, it doesn't matter how well you're able to drop a player, do this or do that. And so when you're having success as a coach, it's usually because you have really, really good players. Um, and I, and I think that, you know, Scott obviously experiences success for the first time and he, and he handles it pretty poorly in quite a few situations. Um, and, uh, he loses his friend Lewis. He loses his teammates trust, mm-hmm. uh, all of these other things. And, and I, I think that's, that's important to, to remember as well is, is to, you know, don't let any success that you have change you. Try to stay the person that you are, you know. So that's another basketball lesson I had. Did you have any more? Uh, that was one that I had as well. And you, you with your education, said it so much better than I would have. <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. <laughs> just, just replay that part in this little sequence. I, I'm guessing if you took out your geometry grade from our sophomore year, your GPA was, was still higher than mine. <laughs> Uh, we didn't learn a lot in sophomore geometry, folks. That's that's why that's funny to us. So, uh, well, I could I could say something, but that, I don't know if uh, they may pull my diploma. Did, so, uh, and, and it wasn't the teacher's fault. Let's let's also be no, clear on no, that. No, absolutely not. Yeah, it wasn't the teacher's fault. Uh, we, we we were very fortunate there. We had some fantastic teachers. That's for sure. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Uh, any other basketball lessons learned, Meyer? No, I think those were the two biggest that I had. Mm-hmm. It was just the confidence, and then, like you said, just took it too far, mm-hmm. lost lost the team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've all been on a team where we've experienced that. Yeah. Um, and you know, and, and the fitting scene there is Chubby eating an apple on the court. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, I'm just, right? gonna, I'm just gonna get loaded on some on some some apples right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah sounds good. Um, how can this how can this movie help you win games, Meyer? Oof. You want me to start? Well, I, I do because you're the coach. I, I'd okay. like to know your take on that. Um, you know, they pull off the big upset because they finally play like a team, and ultimately, yeah. this this game is about you know, as I often tell my players, you know, it's not five games of one on one; it's one game of five on five out there, and Scott. You know, you can only have so much success playing one-on-one. This is a five-on-five game, and ultimately you've got to get all five people on the same page. And and if you don't have everybody on the same page, um, you know, in a a dorky 80s teen comedy uh, subpar movie altogether, uh, that's a lesson that can be learned that, that Scott finally bought into. And he was able to convince his teammates that, hey, if we just play together, if we do this together, we can find a way to win. And... 
and with the help of some creative math by the scorekeeper, they were able to do that, you know. But the, the other thing, and I'll add on to that, if you, if you rewatch that scene, and it's what one of the four principles you told your kids, they're having fun. Yeah. You know, he's making the baskets, he's jumping up, he's jumping into the arms of the teammates, you know, yeah. I mean, they're, they're having fun, and I think that's, again gets lost yeah well i know nowadays sometimes i know whenever i scored i would jump right into kevin's arms i mean i just, <laughs> just jump right in hey look you see that ah! that's that's a whole other story in a whole different podcast <laughs> one that won't be on any public airwaves <laughs> uh so yeah yeah i think that's that's a way you could show you you know how you how you how do you win games and 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 that's that's the message that you have to have um you know, managing egos and personalities, I think, is part of it as well. And, you know, one of the very few failings of Coach Finstock and his pitch po- pinch post philosophy, uh, you know, he probably didn't manage Scott Scott's situation too well with his teammates. He, you know, his dad understood it. Um, his teammates understood it. But uh, Scott and, and Coach Finstock had a, had a blind eye to what was going on with the internal dynamics of the team. So um, that's important well, sim- as well. Similar there, though, for the coach, right? You, you haven't won a game in three years, and now you're winning. So Yeah. Yeah, you, you do kind of go, hey, whatever works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So. Um, Meyer, what's your motivational grade? It's been 35 years. What? How, how motivated do you feel to go out or to hoop and or coach after watching this? Uh, this is on a scale of what? A to F. A to F. Yep. Well, I'm going to go to a C. Okay. I'm going to go middle of the road. Mm-hmm. Y- yeah, I, I can't say that I... I don't have a hoop in the in the driveway, and I can't say that I would have jumped out and shot some baskets after watching this. Uh-huh. Um, I might get some Kentucky Fried Chicken and bring it to the <laughs> office for the employees. Yeah. You should use that for your next staff meeting as a motivational tool. <laughs> <laughs> that'd, that'd be good. That'd be good. Uh, I gave it a, a C plus. You know, it, right. it's 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 good. You know, Michael J. Fox. You know, two dribbles and the and the behind the back pass. Uh, oh yeah, is 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 pretty solid there a couple of times. And uh, you know, uh, you just you know, it's it's it is what it is in that regard. Uh, but uh, you know, it, well, yeah, we'll go with a C C plus. MVP of the movie. Who's your who's who's the most valuable player of the movie? Um, just player or just most valuable character, I guess. Yeah. Well, Styles was for me again. I, I think he was. He just more made the movie for me, just because of how goofy he was and lightened up. With uh, was kind of a hard watch the first go around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I uh, I had Harold Howard, the dad. Uh, he was yeah. my MVP. Uh, just wise man, sage advice. Uh, you know, remind reminded me of my dad and your dad and Larry and Rex and you know all the dads that, that you know that we Dean Oldenkamp and 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 Fred, Fred you know just all the guys Fred Jungers you know all the all the guys that we grew up with just 
they knew we were kind of morons, but they also knew we were pretty good kids at heart, and we did some dumb stuff, but it was never really bad, and they would try to steer us in the right direction, but they let us find our own way, and and with without trying to push us too hard, and, and, and I, you know, I just, and again, maybe, again, watching this now as opposed to 10, 20 years ago, you know, I, I probably have a different perspective on watching that character develop as the film went on, so... Um, well, and I, yeah, and I think for you sending your your kids off to college here in a week or so probably changes your outlook on that too. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, it's 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 going to be a little different around this house in ten or eleven days. So, uh, not look. You know, not. It's not that I'm not. I'm not looking forward to it, but there's you know, there's there's good things and bad things about being an empty nester and. You know, it's not like we're never going to see him again or anything like that. We're going to see him again, but it's just it's going to be an adjustment. So, mm-hmm. um, so overall grade, Ryan Todd Meyer, overall grade for this movie, A to F. Put on your Siskel and Ebert hat. What are you giving the '85 classic Teen Wolf? Well, if I'm grading like I have all the way through, it's got to be a C. Okay. Yeah. I agree. I, I I said C, C C plus. Uh, it's entertaining. There's funny parts. Styles is funny. The wolf does some funny things. Um, you know, we've talked about those things, but obviously, this is not. Uh, the basketball isn't good enough. Like in Blue Chips, I gave that an A just because I thought the basketball stuff was awesome. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and and this is just a different. It's a different movie than than that one. You know, so. Uh, so, well, you had blue, blue chips was a legit athlete, so too, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, was it was it Ray, was blue chips Ray Allen? Uh, blue chips was Shaq and Anthony Hardaway. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So, which I gotta be honest with you, I, I think the Wolf could have taken Shaq in that movie. I, I really, <laughs> I really think that if you roll it out and you play a one on one to eleven, I think the Wolf could have beat him. Uh, no way. No. 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 Okay. All right. Uh, the Shaq is Shaq is that is one guy I just want to meet sometime in my life. Well, or just stand next to. Yeah. Well, you know, just a, just a monster of a man. I mean, really, you think if you think about if he could have actually made free throws? Oh yeah. Uh, unbelievable. Yeah. Oh yeah, and, and, and I don't think um, kids today, kids that are growing up and playing the game now. Um, don't appreciate just how physically dominant he was when he was yeah. his first, you know, when he was at LSU and his first eight or 10 years in the league, um, you know, kind of, kind of his physical dominance ended around the time he went to Miami. Um, but he, he was, just, yeah, I mean, he was just, he's just unbelievable. And, yeah. and we remember the shack at the end of his career, but like in blue chips, he's, he's skinny and agile mm-hmm. and just flying around and, and that type of thing. So, um, let, let me ask you that. How long would it have taken Shaq to, to slap the wolf upside the head and said, give me the damn ball in the post. <laughs> uh, but we got to think about these things. Cause you know, maybe Pete Bell is recruiting, you know, the wolf to come to Western university. Cause they're the timelines cross over. So, uh, I would say uh, the first dunk. The first dunk. Yeah, yeah. Or the, or the first time he ran up behind Anthony Hardaway and stole it from him and while he was dribbling ball. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That never happened in the Archer Gym. 
<laughs> oh, uh, so 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 many stupid things that have been referenced that ninety eight percent of the listeners won't understand. But we do, and we get it. And I hope people have enjoyed the podcast here on the in the film room of Teen Wolf, the nineteen eighty five classic. Meyer, how was your podcasting debut? Well, I feel like I did all right. I think you did didn't great, have, man. Didn't have to take any breaks. Yeah. Um, I don't think I swore. No. Which is kind of shocking. You you set a record for almost 70 minutes of no profanity here. So, <laughs> And I was on time. And you were. Yes, you were. You were. Yeah. So we, we scheduled this at 8 o'clock. I thought for sure we wouldn't start till 9.15. Uh, so I was prepared I thought for... About, I thought about texting you about... Five to eight, and saying, "Hey, I'll be about thirty minutes late." <laughs> and you would have heard me. You would have heard me cussing from Omaha all the way to Sioux Falls. You would have heard that. So, uh, legit story. So, my, my friend Meyer here uh, is is a little bit late. He is known to be a little tardy for social occasions, and we literally have called it. We have come to know, call it over the last forty years. We call it Meyer time. Well, he's on Meyer time. So. We were we were playing in South Sioux, and we used to do this thing where our friends would come in, and we would meet, and we would stay overnight in Sioux City after we played in South Sioux. And so we get everything set up, and Moose and his wife are there, and my wife is there, and our buddy Kevin and his wife are there, and we're all ready, and we're all hanging out. And we look up, and it's like five minutes before tip. Meyer's not there yet. Look up at the end of the first quarter, take a quick peek. Meyer's not there yet. Get to halftime. Meyer's not. Meyer comes walking in literally as the buzzer goes goes on. It was the ultimate display of Meyer time ever in a basketball set. So we could bring those two things together to wrap up the podcast. Any any response to that, Meyer? Uh, none. All very very accurate. All very accurate. <laughs> awesome, buddy. Well. Uh, this I, I was excited to do this uh, podcast with you. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, I, I've had a lot. Of, it's been a blast doing this uh, doing this with you, I, and, and I hope you've had a lot of fun. So I have, yeah, actually, I I really have. I was a little anxious when you asked me to do it, but this is it this has some, been a lot of fun. So it, it took some prodding to get you to do this. It, it, yeah. it legit. Well, and again, it goes back to I watch a movie and I let it go. Mm-hmm. So I was like. You know. oh, how good am I going to be? Yeah, and then having to uh, censor myself was another little concern. So, uh, but it, it all worked out. You, you did fine, buddy. You did fine. So, we're we're gonna we're gonna end it right there, Meyer. It's it's been awesome. Uh, can't wait to see you again. And and I know you know this, but I love you like a brother. And and I can't imagine my my life without you, man. So, uh, yeah. same here. Yeah. So, uh, from the film room, Marty Plum, Ryan Meyer from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. The 1985 cult classic Teen Wolf. We're going to be back next week with a documentary. What basketball documentary will that be? Well, you're going to have to find out when we drop it. So, coaches, as always, let's be sure to hone our craft one day at a time.